Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I'm excited. It's a Bob episode. That was a mistake. Are you still doing your, are you still doing your Duffman impression? impression? Oh, unfortunately not. I wish Duffman no. were in this episode. This is it's fine. It's fine. I mean, compared to some of the more recent it's Bob fine. episodes, it's, it's fine. Um... Uh, before we get going, uh, you may have noticed that, that our podcast is no longer on Spotify. Uh, if you generally listen to us on Spotify and you are, went to one of the 10,000 other podcast places, we're still there. Uh, Spotify pulled us. I don't know why, because they won't give me any answers for potentially infringing material, as all the emails said. Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, there's, I, I Isn't all material potentially infringing? Um I will know everything we do is under fair use. Uh, I appealed the decision or at least emailed them, whatever. I don't think they're going to listen or care. So if you're listening to this, you obviously found us in one of the many other places you can listen to us. Uh, luckily po- podcasts are not a conglomerate. You can't, uh, we're not, we're not stricken from the, from the world because we're not on Spotify anymore. Um, Honestly, we're only Spotify's there. Spotify's a bad place for podcasts, honestly. So. I c- completely agree. Go anywhere else. But uh, I put us on there just because they have a lot of listeners. But go use any of the many other podcast apps. I believe we have always suggested, was it uh, Over Overcast? And what's the other one, Matt? Um, I use Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast and Overcast, I think, are the two ones I would recommend. Go get those. Use them for your podcast app. I know it's not as convenient because if you're already using Spotify for music, podcast right there. But I don't think we're ever going to be on there again. Oh, well. Uh, we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, gain access to all of our bonus podcasts. $5 a month, gains access to a bunch, much, much more. We have, a com- we have some people to thank Matthew. Fantastic. Uh, we have just some that's their display name, so that's the name I'm saying I'm thanking for. Thank you, just some. Thank you, just some. Just some. So I'm going and with. Kimberly Eisma. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, Kimberly. This week's episode is The Bob Next Door, episode MABF 11. Originally aired May 16th, 2010. Written by John Frink, directed by Nancy Cruz. Received a 3.5 rating with 6.2 million viewers. The chalkboard gag Batman is not nothing without his utility belt. I mean, it's true. Yeah, Batman is still Batman. His ability is his intelligence, not his gadgets. I mean, also ninja training, um, world-class fitness. That's related to intelligence. I mean, okay, his his work ethic and his intelligence. His single-minded devotion to justice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, justice, uh, you know. His love of inflicting blunt force head trauma. On, usually on the poor, but occasionally depending on the writer, also the mavens of organized crime. Yeah, you know, stick to those. Yeah, like a, you know, that's fine. Well, not, let's not talk about Batman. The couch gag, Harold from Harold of the Purple Crayon draws the Simpsons living room before a family arrives and draws a can of beer for Homer at his request. I love this couch gag bet. I love it. I love Harold. I actually really like that. I, I, don't, I don't know what Harold is, but I thought this was a great couch gag. Harold, oh, is a, you, you were, you're missing out. He's a, Harold, Harold of the Purple Crown is a children's book that was one of my favorites as a child. Um, and I have a soft spot for Harold or you can just, you know, as a young creative child watching a, a kid explore his imagination with this magical crayon is, is a lot of fun. It's one of the, I, it's a, if you have kids and they don't have a Harold, you don't have a copy of Harold from, and Harold of the Purple Crown, get him a copy. It's great. 
Episode guest star is Kelsey Grammer as Sideshow Bob. Uh, if you haven't taken it, if you haven't realized it already, Bob Next Door does have Sideshow Bob in it. How good this Sideshow Bob is? Yeah, this is very much in the vein of, uh, oh, what's the one with uh, Frank Grimes Jr.? I forget what the name of that one is. Well, it's not. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, when it comes to Sideshow Bob episodes, those two are about the same. No, 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 no. It's not. I can't. There's no, it's not, not, I can't do it. Like, there's nothing, there's no, literally no Bob episode that I hate as much as Frank Grimes Jr. So, like, it's not, I can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't equate them to me. Uh, this episode begins with problems. Problems in the, the in the financial uh, sector of Springfield, which everyone loves uh, you know, bu- bureaucracy and uh, problems with uh, taxes and uh, coffers in the city as a main plot of an episode. However, it does make sense. And I do like the fact, I mean, they took them a, a couple years to get there, but this is definitely stuff that it, they're pulling directly from the 20, 2008, you know, from the, the Great Recession and the housing market crisis. This episode has its... Has that st- it has that all bunch of that stuff in it, which I do appreciate because it. I mean, it took them two years to get there, but they got some stuff in there. It makes sense. I think that's one of the things I like about this episode: the fact that it ties the economic and 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 financial problems connect them to a direct threat inside Joe Bob. So the mayor has called a town meeting and announces some cutbacks to to help keep things going. People of Springfield, this town is in the worst financial meltdown we've ever seen. No longer can we cook the books and fudge the numbers. This is serious. Pay attention. (laughs) And so it is with regret I announce the following cost-cutting measures. Eliminating dead animal pickup... Dramatic cutbacks in our education budget. Good morning, children. Today we are instituting shortened school hours. How shortened? Take them home, Otto. And we have released all low-level criminals from our prisons. (laughs) So, town of Springfield, facing some some cutbacks. I like it. Here, Matt, I'm going to... There's things about this episode I like. Okay, this episode's not... Okay. It's not... Maybe not even good. Okay? I might not even call it a good episode. But it has some interesting things going on. Um, Bob is at least an actual threat in it. It. I mean, he's literally planning to shoot Bart, so yes. <laughs> exactly. It's not just a bunch of silly hijinks. Um, there is some of that, which we'll get to. But there is like... And like... I th- again, I do like the fact that they start this with, oh no, the town's in trouble, so we have to start making, we have to make cuts, and that is kind of providing some background unease in this entire episode, right? And I think I always love it when thrillers, horror stories, suspense stories, always provide, it's never the, 
it's never just, oh, there is a threat. There's a killer on the loose. There's this guy is targeting us thing. There's, I, I really like the fact when I like it when there's always some other kind of background tension going on. There always has to be some kind of other conflict behind the normal, the, the elevated conflict because it gives you the nice contra- contrast and compare thing going on. Uh, and it feels like it took, like, they've obliquely mentioned, like, you know, real estate housing collapse in 2008 a couple times in the past. It's always been really silly uh, and dumb. This is the first time where the Simpsons have been like, oh, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> and it actually does yeah. feel bad. Yeah. Um, so we and we see it. The fam- We see a bunch of people moving out of Springfield, people trying to sell their houses. Presumably because they're they're afraid their house is going to be upside down. They're going to be upside down on their mortgage. Um, the and, and this is ha- this is literally next door to the Simpsons because the house on the other side of them, not Flanders, but the other side, the the neighbors we never see. Um, which I think we have pitched that maybe you should put in a, a new reoccurring character on the other side of the Simpsons. That seems like a perfect place for them, but. Or you you could use them more often to like oh there's new neighbors here's this week's episode. Homer wants to buy the house uh, and as a person who's because they have chocolate chip cookies. I mean, I can't deny that. Like I understand that it's a common ploy for realtors <laughs> to put you know you you cook cook you bake some cookies in the, in the oven for an open house or something like that. I can't deny the psychological effect on me. Like I know no, I that's, you're you're 100 correct. I like. I understand. Like, oh, I can even that. I can even though I can recognize that it's doing something to me. I still go cookies, man. Like they're so like chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, okay. Um, Homer tries to buy it. Gets scooped at the last second. Been there, Homer. Been there. Not a big fan. Uh, Cookie Kwan sells the house to someone we don't know who it is. Not at first. And our first introduction to them is as the movers are moving in their furniture. And we have Marge and Lisa and Bart kind of scoping it out. Uh, and then Bart meets the new neighbor. Credenza? Credenza? Low boy? Sideboard? Portmanteau? Mom, it's so superficial to judge our new neighbor based on his furniture. <gasps> he drives a hybrid! He's got koi! Oh. And where there's exotic fish, there's gotta be a water feature. Dames. Ugh. Well, I'm gonna go introduce myself Bart Simpson style. Yo, Bart Simpson, no doubt you read about me in your nuisance neighbor disclosure. Hello, Bart. Huh? Say that again. Hello, Bart. Hello, Bart. Hello, Bart. Hello, Bart. Hello, Bart. Hello, Bart. Side what whom? Side what whom got me, Matt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's I'm gonna, true. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think that's the other thing this episode got me a couple times. I got a couple laughs out of it, so I can't be too hard on it. It's We've been in a desert lately of laughter for the past handful of episodes. So, it, like, oh, it has a couple. I mean, some of it's just Kelsey Grammer. Like, he knows how to deliver that stuff. He knows how to draw that 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 little bit of comedy out of Bob while also maintaining that kind of men, menace and threat. And the side, the side, side, what, whom? Just, he got me. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Um, and we go to yeah. commercial at five minutes and 38 seconds, really short first act. We do. And when we come back, uh, we get basically what's going on. Uh, so Bart starts boarding at the house. 
Uh, he just puts <laughs> plywood over all the windows because that'll definitely stop Bob. Not uh, just plywood, family, not also all the framed pictures as well. Well, yes, of course, because we all know Sideshow Bob's going to pop right out of the uh, the frame. Anyway, uh, so Bart, uh, the family thinks he's nuts. That's not Sideshow Bob, despite the fact that obviously he has Bob's voice. Uh, which is a very... Man, this guy's <laughs> name is Walt Warren. Okay, he looks nothing like Bob, except... Except he I mean, looks exactly. Except there. he looks exactly like Bob, uh, except for his face. But you know, there's not. What I'm gonna is get right to it, right? Okay, Matt. There's like this is mm-hmm. gonna get. We're gonna get some face-off stuff going on in this. Okay, we are. We it, are because there's no other way this works. No, there's no other way this works. Obviously, and like it's obvious from this moment. Yes, of course, this is Bob. Like it's never a moment. You never have a moment of doubt. You never go, oh, maybe that's not Bob. You know right away. Okay, this is Bob. We're just waiting, basically, for the reveal. Yeah, we're waiting for the reveal. I okay. Oh, wait, I'm gonna. I have. A, I have a, a nit to pick, but we'll wait for it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, as Robbie pointed out, this guy's name is Walt Warren. Uh, Bart is obviously convinced it's a sideshow Bob. So he and Milhouse start seeing Gilbert and Sullivan from their treehouse while Walt is watering his lawn and try and get him to jump in. Uh, obviously, Bob does not do this because he's not a moron. Uh, I believe you that... mean Walt doesn't do this, Matt. This is not Sideshow Bob, obviously. Of course, of course. Of course. Uh, so when this doesn't work, Bart decides he's going to sneak into Walt's uh, house and Marge stops him. I just want to say I've not only found new neighbors, but gained new friends. And from now on. Wi-Fi in this neighborhood is on me. <gasps> oh, that book I ordered is going to be delayed. Yeah. All right, Walt Warren. Let's see who you really are. Harmless World, Mild Manners, Not Mad Magazine, Nap Fancy, Calm, Comfortable, A Cuddly Puppy's Calendar. Oh, a little guy can't get out of the pumpkin. Oh, there must be something here. Something, something, something. What? No! What are you doing? You're indoors at an outdoor party. Walt is Sideshow Bob, and I'm going to prove it. Look, who needs a knife this big? It's probably a deboner. A <laughs> boner. Mom, I'm scared. I can see there's only one way to settle this once and for all. That method being going to visit Sideshow Bob. Uh, we get way too much time in the actual prison uh, because they have to do a whole, like, oh, pretty woman in prison kind of thing where all the prisoners are yelling at her. Uh, but Bart and Marge what, go what, down. What, what, uh, what, what did you say? Pretty woman? Not the movie Pretty Woman. Oh. Marge, an attractive woman in a prison. I was like, wait a minute. All Matt, the prisoners are all over. What version of Pretty Women have you, have Pretty Woman have you been watching? Pretty Woman in prison. Oh like... yes, that's the prison. That's the prison version. I think that's the porn version. Oh anyway, no. You know that exists. Oh, of course. I yeah, don't know, probably. but I know. No, of yeah. course it does. Yeah. Anyway, so once uh, Marge and Bart arrive at Sideshow Bob's cell, uh, they open the viewing portal. Uh, which is at Marge's exact eye height and Barge's exact eye height, and see what appears to be Sideshow Bob in a straight jacket, straight jacket, writing with a marker in his mouth that Bart Simpson will die. So obviously it's Sideshow Bob. He's got the hair. Looks like looks like looks like Sideshow Bob. But for some reason he has the the marker in his mouth, so he can't say anything. He's like, so obviously this is Sideshow Bob. Of course, of course. Uh, uh, the very next scene, we see this Bob escaping from prison because 
Uh, he pretends to choke on his marker, spits it into the guard's eye, uh, gets out of his straitjacket, runs into the yard, pretends to be a plant when the dogs show up and then pee on him and then just hops over the fence. If this is how easy it is, I think Springfield Prison needs uh, some consultants, honestly. I mean, Matt, I, I, pre- I don't mind this. I don't, I don't like, I don't mind this. One, this is the only, this is actually the only part where I go, maybe that is Bob. Because Bob is a, kind of an escape artist, right? He is a clown. He has physical uh, agility, you know, and he's smart. He, he thinks quickly. He could, you know, yep. hide. Bob definitely does. Yes, Bob definitely does. So this moment is where I, this, I think it's the only time where I go, maybe that is Bob. You know, maybe it's not. It doesn't make any sense, really, <laughs> when you realize who Walt is. But whatever. It's fine. So, yeah, this person, Sideshow Bob. It's Bob. Yeah, it's Bob. Matt. You see the hair? Did you see the hair? It's Bob. Definitely Bob. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, now that uh, Walt has proven to Bart that he is not Sideshow Bob, he invites Bart to a baseball game. Marge lets Bart go to a baseball game with this strange man who moved in just a few days ago. Or weeks ago, however much time it is. Just uh, random dude gets to take Bart to a baseball game. I mean, it's probably fine, man. Probably fine, indeed. Uh, so, Sideshow Bob, quote-unquote, shows up to the Simpson house. Uh, but he sticks his head through the window. And, oh, it's not Bob's voice coming out of it. It's Walt Warren. Apparently, he's uh, the real Walt Warren. And the guy pretending to be Walt Warren is Sideshow Bob. Dun-dun-dun. Uh, meanwhile, Walt, Walt, quote unquote, confesses that he is actually Sideshow Bob and duct tapes Bart to the seat of the chair. And that's how we end act two. You don't have the reveal, Matt? You don't have Bob revealing that's Bob? No? You don't get the confession? I don't. No. Nope. I kind of liked it. Um, one, because it does have that tension. Like, I don't This episode could benefit from extra time. Feels like it could, there was a, a couple moments where I wanted more of it. I wanted this scene to be longer. This the, the reveal, this reveal scene. It feels like it needs to be longer. It needs to be Bart feeling. We need to spend a little bit more time with Bart feeling uneasy in the car with this man, and more like obtuse references to like, oh, this is probably Bob. Like Bob making a couple more like Walt before he reveals it that is Bob making a couple more references to like making Bart think it's it's Bob. And Bob, in disguise, kind of reveling in the fact that he's kind of making Bart uneasy with these references. I feel like you ha- it's a perfect setup because when you ever have you two characters in an isolated spot and one of them is clearly has secrets and is like using it to manipulate the other and you can cultivate that kind of tension and that fear, you want to drag it out right until the breaking point you want to drag it out as much as you possibly can and this episode has a full intro chalkboard gag couch gag like i love the couch gag but you could cut 30 seconds from that intro and add it to this scene and it makes it it elevates Mm -hmm. the tension that much more they don't do that um we come back from commercial at 12 minutes, 11 seconds. This is where everything's kind of explained. How the, the Bob, how, how is Bob Walt and how is Walt Bob? And it's a, like we've already mentioned, a face-off situation. Uh, just like the movie. <laughs> that movie came out in the late 90s. Uh, but I wish, this is my nitpick, man. Like, this is very silly. Okay. There's no getting around it. It's very cartoonish. Of course. Yeah. It's, 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 this is like the one gimme I could accept for this episode is, oh, 
Bob and Walt swap faces. Okay, that's your one. I mean, the, there, I, yeah. I think yes, it is cartoonish, and I think some of our, our some of our patrons have, like they say it's a little too cartoonish for them. It's more of a trailer. This feels, in some ways, a lot of like this feels like it should be in a Trails of Horror episode with a face off, the face off replacement stuff, right? Because they do end up showing the both of them without their faces, and it's like just you know exposed skin, and it's kind of gross. Um, and it's kind of and but also at the time very silly, very cartoonish, and I think. I'm almost I'm almost to accepting it. I'm almost to going, okay. I go, eh. I feel like that's I think that noise is exactly I go, eh, okay. Not okay. Because it feels like there should have been a moment early in the episode where we get a reference. Like one like cause here, Bob explains and Walt sort of explains exactly how all this happened. Um Bob and Walt were cellmates. And Bob noticed that Walt is the same shape and size of him. And one night he stabs him with uh, anesthesia. Doesn't make any, like all this stuff. None of this makes any sense. So you're just going to have, you just have to go with it. You just have to go, okay. Bob stabs him with anesthesia in the cell, manages to get out of his cell, drags them both to the prison hospital where he does the surgery himself. Uh, we get some very, these are like this is the, the the cartooniest stuff because at one point Bob has Walt's face on upside down. Oh yeah, it has to like snip the threads. I mean, we it, it, what will happen multiple times in this episode is oh there's still a thread there because I guess the face is just never healed back and they get unraveled. Like, are you kidding me? This is where I would like, uh, like they have they brought in like Bob doing it himself and you're like. Just have a guy, man. Just have someone that Bob bribed. Like, he brought in somebody, like, under the guy. Dr. Nick, right there. Dr. Dr. Nick would absolutely do this for money. Thank you, Matt. Perfect. Dr. Nick. Bring in Dr. Nick. He is He's there. And when you have Dr. Nick there, it makes every, all of this make a little bit more sense. Um, like, uh, what? Uh, what's the dude? The arm for the uh, leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. Like, that is an enormous episode of The Simpsons, okay? That's not in a Trails of Horror episode. I think, right? What I don't think so. <laughs> no, yeah, that's just a normal episode. But because it's Doctor Nick, you kind of accept the silliness of it, and I like those certain characters. Kind of, they warp the reality around them. And Bob does the same thing. Bob's very cartoonish in most of his appearances. He's a clown. He's a Looney Tunes character dropped into The Simpsons. This also just happens to be kind of a psychotic killer, and. So I can accept a little bit more cartoonishness from Bob, but I wanted just a little bit more foreshadowing the face thing. Like if it's it's already obvious, right? Just give us the actual foundational clues so that Bob, maybe Bart is the only one who sees it. Maybe Bart is watching television alone and he sees Dr. Nick going face replacement surgery, you know, like something like that, you know? Yeah. That'd be perfect. Just to give us a little bit of like, oh, it establishes this as a thing that can happen in the world. And then when it happens later, you don't you don't go, oh, it doesn't make any sense. This is nonsense. You go, oh, well, they established it. Maybe it's still too cartoonish for you, but they have established it as a thing in the Springfield. But we get a, just a long spiel here in the car, basically, as Bob explains this all to Bart about him getting a new face. And... Uh, we do we know why the family thinks he's going to? Oh, they find a map. That's right. The family finds a map to five corners 
the mythical place only in The Simpsons where five states touch each other. Yes, I believe we eventually find out that it is uh, whatever state Springfield is in, uh, Minnesota, New Jersey, um, somewhere in the south, and uh, California all meet in this one spot. Right. It's very nonsensical, Um, but it's fine. So the family is like, oh, we're on the chase. So they're going after Bob. And you don't, we don't know yet why is Bob going to Five Corners. Um, we see Bob and Bart stop at a diner where we meet this uh, very sad and lonely waitress. Another cup of coffee, handsome? It's on the house. Well, that's kind of you, Joyce. But caffeine makes me jittery and I have a task ahead of me which requires a firm hand. Ooh, I like a man with a firm hand. Hey, Looks like you've got a loose thread on your collar. No, don't! Ah! My face! My beautiful borrowed face! Come back! I don't care if you don't have a face. I just need something warm to cuddle at night. Excuse me, have you seen this man? Yeah, I've seen him. He, uh, said he was driving down to Mexico. Mexico? Underlay, underlay! Arriba! I don't believe her. I think she fell in love with my face, and she's trying to throw us off the scent. Walt, it's a nice face, but I don't think it would drive a professional waitress to lie. Well, fine. You go to Mexico. I'm going to Five Corners. Hey, handsome. Is that a loose thread on your collar? Well, uh, 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 All the good men are either gay or have no face. Why, Robbie? Why? <laughs> this is this is right. What is the point of this? See, that's the thing, man. That's the problem I have with it. Is it doesn't lead like I I swear when this moment I went, okay, it's very silly. Very this is exactly a trust of horror bit, right? With someone pulling at a thread and their face falling off. Yeah. I thought it was going to lead to we get a reverse switch another switcheroo, right? Where Bart like where the they end up having the faces switch back, and because of that fact, Bob gets to you know skate away, right? He doesn't get arrested. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen. I'm like, oh, this is going to lead to a moment at the end of the episode. We get a little stinger where it's revealed that they just ended up arresting Walt because, but Walt and Walt looks like Walt again, and Bob looks like Bob again. But because the faces were switched, the cops blah 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 get confused. They don't do that though. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, so this is only here for this gag twice, which isn't good either time. Yeah. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. It's not very good. I mean, this is the weakest stuff of this episode. This, the, the I think this latter half, the, I, up until the reveal and a little bit of the reveal and all the reveal, I'm like, okay, but all this chasing stuff, none of it really works for me. Um, it's a fine it's fine. It's not terrible. Bob's still here. We still have Kelsey Grammer delivering dialogue. It's always good um, because he commits to it. He does because he, he is a true actor uh, like the old Phil Hartman days. He understands what he's there to do. And he just he goes all in on who Bob is. And it, it works consistently. Yes. Even in the episodes that aren't good, he still manages to carry even sometimes bad dialogue. So Walt slash Bob continue on to five corners. Both of them, uh, the family goes to Mexico. Why? Why does the family go to Mexico? Why aren't they there for this dramatic conflict, Matt? Like it makes no sense. Because to me. they 
uh, we're stupid. I know, but why? Like, do we need a taco joke? Because that's all we get from it is them going <sighs> to Mexico, know. and apparently Mexico is very close. But whatever. Um, so they are going to Mexico. Bob and Bart, being chased by Walt, end up at Five Corners, and this is where at when we get there, Bob explains his plan. <laughs> Welcome to the Five Corners, the only geographic location in the U.S. where five states meet, and where you will meet your doom. Come on, Bob. You don't need to kill me. I'll probably kill myself pretty soon with all the stupid things I do. Oh, no! I swallowed my tongue! (laughs) Yes, I would be a fool unless I did it here, where your murder will be unprosecutable. You know, the great ones can kill without explaining. I can stand in one state, fire a gun in a second state. The bullet will travel through the third, hitting you in the fourth, so you fall dead in the fifth. No single act is against any law. But their sum total is the greatest murder since Snape killed Dumbledore. I haven't gotten to that part yet. It's a four-year-old book. I'm a slow reader. A fitting epitaph. It means last words. Are you here to teach me or to kill me? Robbie, I'd like to point out that murder is a federal crime as well. I, I'm well <laughs> so. aware, Matt. This, I, this does not work for me. This, I want this to be better. I want like the reveal of Bart. Like it's built perfectly fine. It's built to where oh, Bob is taking Bart somewhere where he can technically commit murder without being tried for, it, without being arrested. So mm-hmm. you could think like, where would he take Bart? Where what would he do? And I would think internet you can like there's lots of things you can oh international waters or like an embassy of some like trying to get him to like get him somewhere that's outside of american the american judicial system and ultimately like none of those would actually end up mattering largely bob would probably still get arrested or hunted at least that's the thing like I know there's lots of like, and I can forgive some of it because there's lots of uh, lots of crime stories, lots of murder stories, lots of suspense and thrillers that are built around weird loopholes and the fact that oh the the, the justice system will get you and fugitive, fugitives can do this to escape justice. I'm like, eh, mostly that doesn't work. Mostly people get arrested <laughs> or whatever they wherever they if you kill mm-hmm. an American child, regardless of where you do it someone is going to come for you. It doesn't really matter. Does Bob necessarily have to believe that? No, Bob can still think, oh, I can kill people or kill a person in the in this five corners spot and it'll work. I don't really mind even mind that necessarily, but it's just a little bit of a letdown. It feels very simple. Like, oh, he's just going to shoot him at this place. And you're like, okay, it's fine. I do like the yeah, dialogue. It's, it's super basic. Like, I, 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 Sorry, go ahead. No, it's fine. I, I was just going to say I like the back and forth with Bart and Bob still. It's still very – it's fun, though. It's still very good because uh, at least Kelsey Grammer can commit and somehow the only good dialogue they can write is between Bart and Bob. But, like, this would have been really cool as, like, a weird um, Rube Goldberg-type device where, oh, Bob just presses this button or pulls this string. You know, that happens to make something else happen somewhere else and somewhere else that happened. So it's, like, it's impossible to prove that it was Bob that killed him. So it would have just been more interesting – Plausible that. deniability, all that stuff. Exactly. Uh, like, oh, it wasn't me. I just happened to sit down right here and pull this thread, which did this other thing, which had a fifty percent chance of killing him. Right. And and like and I I wanted a couple more twists and turns on this. I think this it ends up being a little too simple. Um, 
like not even the five corners thing. It's like I was expecting also twists and turns with Bob and and, and Walt. And it, I I also find Walt's voice Walt's voice grating. I just can't. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. It's very clearly like a diet Jimmy Stewart voice. Um, and I don't. I don't. I all I do is think. Oh, it's Jimmy Stewart. Like that's all I'm thinking the entire time. I don't really like. And Walt. Like what is Walt? Who is Walt? Like. We don't get any kind of any kind of characteristics. Why is he in jail in the first time? Like, why did he go to jail? We don't even know that. He's a low-level criminal. That's all we know about him. But he was able to escape jail. Like, I wanted like there has to be a reveal. Like, oh, Walt was planning helping Bob all the whole time, or like something. You know, another twist, another turn, and like it feels like they are planting the seeds for that, where we don't get any details about Walt, and like maybe we get a reveal. Oh, Walt is actually in on it with Bob, and Bob, like, but. There's nothing there. Um, Bob plans a shoot part. We hear the plans. Walt shows up just in the nick of time. Families in Mexico. We get a very lame gag about tacos that goes on for a long time as well that doesn't need to be there at long. all. Ugh. It's a waste of time. And also, like, it's those moments where you're like, they could just use that to make this episode better. But instead, we get a bit like, it's not funny. Homer asking, like, what's the span? What's the, the Mexican one? He says Mexican word for taco. And you're like bad we get a, a bad abbot and costello bit here where homer keeps trying to order a taco in in mexican sneer quotes on that one so and then and, Matt, and then walt shows up he has a gun pulled on bob he's gonna save bart and then he has a bee under his face yeah, how did he reattach? Because we saw Bob put a belt around his face to get his fa- face back on after the waitress, you know, disconnected it. But uh, we don't see anything like that with Walt. I guess Walt just sewed himself back up. I guess, but he, if there's a bee under there, you're going to figure it out way faster. I can't imagine. And, like, also, I mean, that's the thing, Matt, where you're like, this is so silly. Like, what world does this live in? Like, if you're, if you're like, going around with a disconnected face, it would hurt so much. You would not be able to function. You you would be roiling around in pain until you got like heavy doses of morphine injected into you, and I understand it's very it's supposed to be cartoonish, supposed to be silly. You're supposed to not think about all this, but and Bob gets like a like he goes, oh, I've been hit in the face by pies so much, my face is numb. I don't feel it anymore. What about Walt? <laughs> Walt's just running around without a face. I'm like, man, that would hurt. You'd have so much. Your pain levels would be astronomical, um, but. Bob gets the gun back, back in control. We go to our final commercial, 18 minutes and 37 seconds. Uh, but don't worry, because almost nothing happens in this final uh, <laughs> yeah. act. Uh, we basically get the final showdown, and it's real dumb. Walt, because I like your face, I'll let you decide which state I kill you in. Okay, uh, Hawaii. Choosing privilege revoked. Hold it right there, switches of East Face. Switches of East Face? I don't want to censor myself. That's how creativity dies. Ah, blasted Wiggum. How did you find us? You see, Bob, Bart was never convinced you were Walt. So before he left for the game, he called us and warned us to track you, which we were able to do through the dashboard of your car, which, like all hybrids, is secretly monitored by the government. Bravo, Chief. Or should I say Clancy? Yeah, wait a minute. Why so familiar? Because I'm afraid you don't have jurisdiction in this state. Welcome to my jurisdiction. You just uh, go ahead and put your hands up there, mister. Oh, 
you got the right to remain silent over here. Oh! We're taking you in. But first, we're gonna make a stop at the shore for some skee-ball and funnel cakes. Oh! I mean, skee-ball and funnel cake does sound pretty nice. So apparently, Bob is no longer in prison in Springfield. He is going to prison in New Jersey. But, Robbie... If you thought this was the end of the episode, very abruptly, oh, you'd be wrong. Oh, so we're we going to get like a nice twist, Matt? Robbie, you sweet summer child. No, oh. uh, because we uh, Bart making fun of Lisa for a little bit. And then we go back to the house where Flanders' cousin has moved in uh, now that Sideshow Bob is gone. And we get a whole bunch of Flanders yip-yapping for the past last 30 seconds of the episode. And that's how we end it. Paddly doodly, Ronnie and what, Bonnie and Connie? That's the. We I believe the, that's the, it. Yeah, the cousin has that's two. Roddy and Toddy has two girls. No twists. Roderick and Todrick. What happens to Walt? We don't know. Like, like we don't get. There's no fallout. We don't get any fun twists at the end. We don't have any like, like. There's no extra like. When you have the build up to this, and at this point, Bob is so obvious. The episode is literally has Bob in the title, and you're like, oh, it's obviously. I'm just bashing my microphone around. It's obviously Bob. You want another twist, another twist and turn. Like, and they've done this in the past, usually pretty poorly, but I was like, I was expecting, or I mean, not expecting, hoping, I was hoping we get, oh, Walt is also, there's something with Walt, you know, but we never learn anything about Walt. He's forgotten after a bee is under his face. And the reveal is, oh, the cops found Bob because of his hybrid. That's what we get. Yeah, yeah. It, it could just be that that Bart knew where they were going and told them. Like, yeah, Walt or like they got or or Walt called to turn himself in and said, "Hey, meet me here." Or there's a, a myriad of obviously there's basically an infinite amount of ways that you could resolve this and not the the you know there's no you know bake them away toys moment where like oh the reason the cops were there is because there is a. You know, they were there for extracurricular reasons. Um, and weren't the cops also defunded? Like, and weren't, like, you know, they didn't have any money So they, because of Springfield? Like, why are they Robbie, suddenly... Robbie, that was way at the beginning of the episode. We've all forgotten about that. Have we? I haven't. I just remembered. Um, whatever. This episode is fine. That's what I say, Matt. I say this episode's fine. Is it good? I don't think so. I wouldn't call it a good episode, but... After how many episodes in a row now have we have we been where it's been like pain just the entire way through? This is I I would not call this this is not a painful episode, right? No, I, I wouldn't call it good. I would call it bad fine. limited. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, we'll rank it at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken? No, no, it's not. I don't think so. No. No, no it, it's it's not broken. It's got definitely got a lot of things that could be improved, but at least it takes one plot and just goes with it. There's no B plot to distract from this. It's just, hey, we've got another Bob episode. It, honestly, I would find it hard to call this worse than the Bob in Italy episode. I think this might be better than that just because it's less crazy and over the top. I mean, we're going to be going through our Bob episodes and like trying to figure out when we rank this, I think that's obviously it's easy to go like, is it better than that Bob episode? Is it better than this Bob episode? Et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. And yeah, this is, 
it does more than a lot of them. The the, the latter Bob episodes, uh, which you know, in some cases, not a very high bar to clear, but <laughs> it gets it gets there a little bit. Um, but it's not broken. It has just has flaws, and it's perfectly fine. We can move on. With that, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments in the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments in the news group is where we ask our patrons over there on patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show what they think, what they feel, how, what, how, how this episode leaves them. Uh, they kindly leave a review. Appreciate all y'all. First from Tim, best one we've witnessed in a while. Yes, it was obvious from the get-go that it was such a Bob movie in next door, but the how it happened was intriguing. Really liked the discussion of legal ramifications regarding a shooting at the Five Corners location. Kind of surprised that the idea hasn't really been explored before. Imagine a political thriller ending at Four Corners. Found it amusing that the location seemed to bring together five entirely different states, too. Perhaps I'm dwelling on that too much. Glad those details were fully flushed out. Fact that there was just one plot helped as well. Number 267, canon. It doesn't really need to be fixed. Uh, from Dara, this was fine. Awful compared to the best Bob episodes, but downright delightful compared to most of this season. Better ending of Bob getting thwarted may have made this a top five this season, but still good enough to be the seventh best episode of season 21. Seventh best. Uh, from wow, Derek, that's actually probably lower than I would have picked. <laughs> we'll see. From Derek, flannerization and jerk-ass Homer are what you commonly hear when talking about the downfall of the show, but it's not just them, it's everyone. Look at Mo last week. They have no idea who he is anymore and no idea what to do with him. This week we get treated to the complete denigration of Sideshow Bob. He's just utterly insane now. No rhyme or reason to his motivation. His scheme is completely nonsensical and it's so depressing to see this character ruined. Seven episode feels like the point of no return for Bob. How can you recover from this dreck? I would... I would say the points of no return happened like eight seasons ago for Bob. Um, <laughs> that's just me. The face-off thing just doesn't belong in a regular Simpsons episode. On top of that, I have a dog. Oh, poor Izzy. At the mailman. On top of that, we have all the usual hallmarks of a season 21 episode. Those being a distinct lack of humor, visually drab, dull and plotting pacing, you know, whatever. Bring on next week's joyless outing. Uh, from JJ, maybe I would have enjoyed this if it were a Trails of Horror segment, but I just can't get past the level of body horror being in a standard episode. Face, the faces peeling off is so gross and cartoony, and I can't take the premise of Bob swapping faces with a cellmate seriously. As always, the writing is terrible in parts, like the random waitress who helps Bob for no reason. Besides, I'd much rather see them do something new with Bob and watch him try and fail to kill Bart for the 50th time with increasing unbelievable schemes, which just made me question what the hell the writers of smoke. Bob used to be genuinely scary. Now he's a joke. Uh, finally, from yeah, it kind of feels like at this point. Go no, ahead. Just, no, go uh, ahead. It, it feels like at this point, Bob should have some other goal. Like I feel like when Sideshow Bob Roberts came out, I was just absolutely thrilled because it was Bob, but he had something else in mind. Uh, and then you get Sideshow Bob's last. Believe me, we're trying to blow up the whole town. I was like, Bob should move on to other things. Bob is obviously a crazy person, but they they focused hyper focused on him trying to kill Bart instead of what else would a crazy person with Bob's incredible talent get up to? Yeah, I, I'm. It's, I like, I don't mind them occasionally returning to Bob trying to kill Bart. That's fine. I think once in a while I don't mind it. Um, but when it's the only thing he's doing, and like, yeah, it, Bob is, I don't know. Bob has always been crazy. And I think it's, it, it's simply a matter of we've seen Bob a lot. And how do you set apart him at this point? How do you set apart this character? Because like, oh, he's been calm and reserved for 
you know, for many episodes where he seems like he doesn't lose it until the very end, generally when he gets caught or something. And like, oh, well, you can kind of like, it feels very much like I had the thought in this episode, Matt, um, of the Joker, speaking of Batman, where how do you keep telling stories with the Joker in them? Like, how much crazier can he get, right? How do you make it, how do you escalate it? How do you elevate the tension? How do you make it more serious? And like, there's literally a Batman story when, with Scott Snyder where the Joker has his face cut off and he has it stapled back onto his head. And I had literally the thought, I'm like, oh, Bob, did the Joker steal it from Bob? Uh, <laughs> but I don't think so. But it has that, I just made that connection. I'm like, wait a second. Like, it's that same kind of feeling. Like, how do you make a crazy character even more crazy? You know, at a certain point, it's diminishing returns. Uh, finally, from Ripley, I'm going to post my thoughts before and after rewatching the episode. I've seen this one a few times. I remember finding this one truly unsettling. Like, the first Bob episode in a while where he actually seems scary. I do remember the face falling face falling off being really gross and probably better used in a trio segment. We'll, we'll see if I'm so positive after watching it. Stay tuned. And then in a reply, yeah, I dig it. Shoulder sh- shrug emoji. Let me shrug emoji <laughs> is basically how I feel about this episode. But thank you all for watching the episode and leaving reviews, regardless of your thoughts. Um, if you support us on any level on our Patreon, even for a dollar a month, you can leave your reviews. Uh, again, patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow? KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow? Our listener question of the week this week. What is your favorite holiday episode? That is any holiday. Uh, appreciate everyone who took the time to answer. Matt, take it away. All right. First up from Ripley, WG. Though I'm not particularly religious, I have a soft spot for Christmas episodes. I rewatch every Christmas special every year, and Marge Be Not Proud stands so tall in the series' history. The conflict at the center of this episode is so tragic, you feel so deeply for everyone in the situation. It's a classic. Uh, from Dara, Homer versus the 18th Amendment. It does technically start on St. Patrick's Day, and that's close enough to a holiday to qualify. Drink one for the beer baron. No, you won't. Uh, from Everett, uh, that's a tricky one because there are so many great ones, but I have to go with Marge Be Not Proud. I could always relate to this episode whenever I want something really bad and can't get. Never shoplifted, though. <laughs> from Matt, it's really hard to go against Marge Be Not Proud. That is a superior episode to my next statement. I am 32 years old, and most uh, like most of us, I grew up with the DVDs. I was gifted the Simpsons Christmas 2 compilation with Homer vs. Dignity, Dude, Where's My Ranch, Skinner's Sense of No, and lastly, it is the 15th season. Oh, God, that's terrible. Like, I think all of those episodes are like in our bottom 100 or so. That's, mm, wow. Let me, um... Skinner's Sense of Snow and Tis the 15th season, I think, are, 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 are okay. Matt, slightly higher. Okay. Yeah, they're high. They're yeah, higher you're up. right. You're yeah, right. Homer versus high. Dignity and Dude Wears My Ranch. Are Those are low. oh, Dude and Wears it, My Ranch in particular is pretty low. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. After listening to you discuss all these episodes over time, I've come to realize how empty they can be. With that being said, Tis the Fifteenth Season provided me with enough nostalgic moments to be considered watchable. I understand the cringe seething from Robbie right now. I'm so sorry. I'll make up a better answer next time. No, no, it's I mean, fi- still a tis great fi- answer. Tis the Fifteenth Season is fine. And nostalgia plays into part. I'm like, it's literally. A, I mean, it's a thing I have to. It's hard to sometimes divorce that stuff and like, do, how do I really feel about this? You know, the, it, how much yeah. does the style should play? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, next up is Aaron. As a trivia host, I often tell teams that sometimes the obvious answer is the correct answer. In this case, Marge Be Not Proud is both the obvious and correct answers. Few episodes ever displayed a better combination of heart and laughs. I capiche. Aww. <laughs> 
from Andy. I love Lisa. I really like the in-depth episode of Ralph Wegman. Most of all, the I choo choo choose you and let's be friends Valentine's, Valentine's Day card he gets. From Tim, Bart versus Thanksgiving, while not particularly ha-ha funny, shows both Bart realizing that family is bigger than whatever temporary grief he has with them, as well as the media exploitation of the homeless. In many ways, it is much more efficient in telling that it's a wonderful life plotline. You are not wrong there, Tim. Much better. Uh, from Derek, I think as an Irish boy, and Derek, I'm going to do this without the Irish accent, but let me know. Well, let, me, let me tell you, it was, it was difficult to make that decision. <laughs> I think as an Irish boy, I should probably go with Homer versus the 18th Amendment. The episode as a whole was a pretty hilarious one, filled to the moonshine basement bathtub's brim with memorable moments and funny, evidently quotable lines, as well as fantastic one-off character. That St. Patrick's Day opening, though, wow, they really got our number. We here in the North uh, do be drinking and fighting and uh, blowing up loyalist-run food establishment. <laughs> Tugs on collar. Dear God, the troubles hadn't even ended yet, but I'm sorry to admit it does make me laugh. Just the sheer gall of them to do something so dark. I mean, yeah, yeah, even back then they were uh, willing to go hard for a joke. Not, not as much anymore. They just go stupid for a joke. Next up, from Matt Ciliotto, I will go with the unconventional answer of Whacking Day, because Whacking Snakes and Barry White. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry my voice is not low enough. Uh, I, Chris, I just, I, you know, the best I can do. Oh, uh, Matt yeah, baby. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you. you can do I tried. That's not as still, that does not, I apologize to Barry White, rest in peace. <laughs> Uh, from Matt Simpson Streets. I know it's low-hanging fruit, but I'll say it. Marge be not proud. Yeah, that's right. Marge be not proud. <laughs> uh, from Matt, the Andrew blog. I'll set aside Summer of Four Foot Two as the perfect Bastille Day watch and instead give a shout-out to Bart versus Thanksgiving. It's a more down-to-earth Season 2 episode with some good cynical observational humor while also telling a great emotional story about Bart's growing empathy. Oh, definitely. Mm. Uh, from Matt, Panda Agenda for You. <laughs> That might be the best Twitter name I've ever seen. All right. Uh, Love Day. Love Day is always a good choice. Uh, from Matt Hippie 200, Marge Be Not Proud. Not only is it a great holiday, but it's a great episode full stop. Such an amazing look into Bart's character and the relationship he has with Marge. Bart is a little hellraiser, but at the end of the day, he knows when to tone it down and show his soft side. Uh, from Matt Brave New, I love Lisa, Valentine's Day, the best Ralph and the least Ralph Ralph episode in the entire series. So sweet, so sad, but an earned happy ending. Uh, from Matt Magic the Simso One, I wrote a really long thread on Bart versus Thanksgiving. I think it's the first truly great episode of the series. You are not wrong. Uh, and then from Brian, uh, Hey Matt and Robbie, I think an understated gem of a holiday episode is season 26, Treehouse of Horror. It's very fun and always felt like the Simpsons trying again, giving an original story in School as Hell, parroting everything Kubrick in a cop clockwork yellow, and bringing the omens back in the others. I'm glad something so late could deliver something that I, I like so much, even though it's more gore and less horror. I mean, you're not wrong. Occasionally, the three hours of horror still hit pretty hard, but, uh, you know, not as much anymore. Robbie, what is your question or what is your answer? Uh, summer 4 for 2. Um, I, it's, a, you know, July 4th, Independence Day episode, technically. Also, best deal day. Also, best deal day. Um, but I, it has that, you know, you don't get those, you know, those summer episodes of The Simpsons very often, and you don't get. For an episode, for a show that is like so much about small town Americana and small town America and the construction of small town America through television culture in the 60s and 70s and 80s, it's weird that we haven't gotten any more. Like a lot of, we haven't, there's not a lot of 4th of July episodes. You think there would be more of them. Because yeah, it's a very parodyable holiday. Because it's, I mean, national days in general are just kind of goofy and the 4th of July is especially like, oh, what do we do? We eat a lot, we get drunk, and we shoot off fireworks. That's 
you can go a long yeah. way with that. Exactly. There's like a lot of it's easy to easy to parody. You would think there'd be more of them, but I think you know, summer four four for two is great, not just because of there is there is legitimately incredibly funny. You know, Fourth of July, the the, the Homer's fireworks uh, bit with not a poo is very good, but also obviously the Lisa stuff is great. But I, it's mine. It's my pick. Matt, what's your answer? Uh, I'm actually going to have to go with uh, I Love Lisa. I mean, you know my penchant for Ralph episodes, and uh, like who said it? Uh, one of our respondents said that it is the least Ralph uh, Ralph episode ever. Uh, We're the most Ralph Ralph episode ever. Depending that's true, on Ralph who, is not, what, that's, uh, based on your joke, who's your Ralph? You know, like maybe your Ralph is okay. That's true. That's a great point because it's a it's a fantastic Lisa episode because it has Lisa being an eight year old girl, but an intelligent one. You have Ralph being a real person. You have Bart there as the family, and you have Chief Wiggum being awful. And I mean, it, it just it perfectly encapsulates what life was like as a child in a small town. It's just wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, next week's question: What's your favorite episode? Not set in Springfield. It's going to be a tough one. There's a lot of uh, a lot of low hands in that deck, as Bart would say. Traveling, a lot any travel episode works, um, and there's a lot of really great ones. I have to think about mine. I'm not really sure. Obviously, Summer Four Foot Two qualifies, but it's know, true. A little Black Matter Squirm set port. Is she in Scratchy Land? Oh yeah. Cape, Cape, I mean, uh, Cape Fear, obviously. Um, like, the the curling one, of course. Man. In Canada. Man. Brazil. Man. Japan. Man. Okay. Well, okay. Japan episode's not bad. Um, that's I'll post that on our social media on Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com and it's also on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Simpson Show. We can move on to our next segment. It is time once again for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. SMRT. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge for Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. I'm losing so far this season by three points. We only have a couple episodes to go. I have to make up some ground today, or next week will be a stiff challenge. Matt, are you ready for an <laughs> easy question? I am ready. In the Italian Bob, Sideshow Bob moves to what country? I believe it's Italy. That'd be correct. All right. Your easy question. What does Sideshow Bob threaten Springfield with in Sideshow Bob's last gleaming? Uh, a nuclear weapon? Yes. An atomic bomb? It's an old atomic bomb, yeah. I mean, but, it, you know, it, it is atomic bomb is a nuclear weapon. That's true. Okay. Thank you. Uh, your medium question, Matt. What is the name of the village Bob lives in in Italy? I have no clue. I'm not going to waste your time. Salsiccia? Salsiccia. I can't, I do not, I can't do an Italian accent really well. I end up sounding like okay. Mario. So, Salsicci is the answer. I mean, don't we all? Yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Your medium question. In the beginning of the episode, what is Bob constructing in a bottle in prison? It feels like this is a trick question, isn't it, Matt? Um, nope. Not a trick question? I mean. Not a trick question at all. I mean, I know what you famously make in bottles, obviously. But I feel I'll like give you a hint. It's not a ship. That's what I said. Like that's the trick question, Matt. That's what I'm saying. The trick question would be, oh, it's a ship. It, it, honestly, it's not a ship. Um, oh, it's a oh, it's a recreation of Westminster Abbey. Oh, oh I guess I shouldn't give you the hint. You are correct. Edward the Confessor himself could not have done better. Although I'm pretty sure Christopher Wren actually did the 
Oh, no, man. Such a nerd. What a nerd you are. (sighs) Your hard question, Matt. What cheeses fall off the cheese truck? And hit oh, and the, at the Simpsons uh, as the Simpsons drive their sports car. Oh God! Okay, mortadella is the one I remember for some reason. Which I mean, mortadella is not, sure cheese. not actually a cheese. No, yeah. that's I mean, mortadella is the thing that ends up hitting the. Uh, it, oh, that's right. That's the right. Car. They dodge um, all the cheeses. Parmesan, uh, Reggiano, um, mozzarella. There's eight cheeses. Total. How many are there? Eight. Eight cheeses. Um, and I'm, these are weighted, all right? You named a lot of easy ones, okay? You gave me if you give me some yeah. hard cheeses, I might give you some partial credit. I Har- that's the only ones I can remember. I mean ricotta. Um, no, no ricotta is too soft. It's not, not good. I that's what I figured. I just I'm trying to name Italian cheeses. Um, I don't know Swiss Gruyere. Uh, Swiss Edom, infamously uh, the Italian cheese Swiss cheese. Yeah, I have no idea. I didn't know if they were all Italian or just most of them. But yeah, those are the only Italian cheeses I can I can name. I well, you got uh, I think you got four, three. No, or I think you got three. We have mozzarella, parmigiana, provolone, pecorino, gorgonzola, fontina. Then the the, the tricky ones we have taleggio and baccaccini. I can't even say it. Baccaccini. Baccac. Yes, exactly that. Um, but there's eight of them, and I was going to give you if you had gotten one of the harder ones, I probably would have given you some partial credit. But uh, anyone can name mozzarella and parmesan. Come on, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. By the way, I was wrong. There were several Westminster Abbey architects, but then none of them were Christopher Wren. Oh my god, you're such a nerd. Okay, what's <laughs> what's our hard question about? All right, your hard question. When Bob is in prison at the end of the episode, he overhears a TV show. Who plays the grandma in that show? In the show, it's it's not like who's the actual voice actor. It's like Bob comments on who is playing the grandmother. Oh, I think like he's like, oh, you've fallen so far, because um, it's like a formerly, I think it's like a a classy actress that is now playing this like sitcom level joke character. Um, so I'm gonna go with Judy Dench. Ooh, I'm sorry. TV's bottomless chum bucket has claimed Vanessa Redgrave. Vanessa Redgrave. Oh, I was right on the. I was on the right track. <laughs> I went like I was like Dame Judy Dench. She's like, you know, Vanessa Redgrave is also you know perfectly acceptable, mm-hmm. Very classy actress. Um, I did make up ground, Matt. Okay, one point behind. We get. We have. I. I'm. We're <laughs> one episode to go. I'm pretty sure in the season. Um, we're we're. I I can do it. All right, we, I can do it. I believe in you. Don't, don't not, when you say it, it doesn't mean anything, Matt. <laughs> All right, we can move on to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. So we were talking about, is it better than the Italian Bob? Yes, I think it's better than the Italian Bob. Yep, for sure. I think it's better. Which than... also puts it higher uh, than Funeral for a Fiend, which is below the Italian Bob. Yes, I think it's better than both of those episodes. Is it better than Day of the Jackanapes? Which one's that one? Is that the Frank Grimes Jr.? No, that is a Manchurian Candidate uh, episode where he mine he brainwashes oh, Bart. Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know if that's higher or lower. That's number two thirteen on our list. I mean, mm, that's a tough one, actually. Um, I think it's better. Mm. I think it's better. I think it is, yeah, because I think I'd rather watch this again than watch Day of the Jack and Day of the Jack is kind of boring. 
I mean, I think that Day of the Jack and Apes has its moments, much like this episode has its moments. I think, like, this is, like, I think that's exactly where, like, this, we're right on the precipice. I think this episode's perfectly fine. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it is, it's, like, in that area to me where it's better than the worst season one, season two episodes. That's definitely true, because right, uh, our, our next one up, well, just five spaces, is Krusty Gets Busted, the uh, introduction of Sideshow Bob. In Bart the General, I might even, Matt, I might just say this is just better than Day of the Jack Names. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Is I, I definitely think Bart the General is better than this. Uh, and above that is Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. And we know it's not better than that, even though that's, even though that's a very odd episode. I don't like Itchy. I don't want to. I'm, I'm, I, I, I particularly don't like much of the Itchy and Scratchy episodes, like the ones that are focused on Itchy and Scratchy in general. Like, like Itchy and Scratchy mm-hmm. and Marge, the front, like... I don't think like they get very deep on meta humor and I don't think they work particularly well. This episode's like about, you know, weird censorship stuff and I don't think it lands very well. Um, but I do think it's better than this episode. I think Bob next door does a lot of things that I like and a lot of things I don't like. Um, but I still think it's better than day of the Jack and apes. Just maybe just a little bit day of the Jack and apes has it's all, I think day of the Jack and apes is also a very similar episode that it has some good Bob stuff. And then it has some, some very yeah. cartoonish stuff. Like I believe Day of the Jack and Apes is the episode where they the the bomb that Bart ends up is planning blows up TV executives and they reform like the T one thousand. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and it's that same kind of thing. You're like, I don't like that. No, no, thank you. But <laughs> I think it's the same stuff. Like I don't. I'm not down on this episode. I think it's. I'd watch it again. I think that's like the hot. Like it's a low bar to clear. But this episode, I'd be like, I'll watch it again. I'd watch The Bob Next Door again. You know, it's not it's not great, but it's all right. Or maybe I'm just, my expectations about it are so low that when an episode just barely clears it, I'm so enthused about it that I'm willing to give it higher points than maybe it deserves. But I don't think that's true. I, I do generally, like, I don't know. I'm looking at these episodes. I'm like, I think I like this more. Yeah. Like, today I'm a clown, Last Step Dance in Springfield, you know, Moaning Lisa. Like, yeah, those are... Those are all good episodes or, or decent episodes, and I think that this mm-hmm. is it's right there with it. Yeah, I mean, this actually puts it right above when Flanders failed, which honestly, that's a pretty good bar to get over. Yeah, when Flanders failed, I, don't, I think us being very that was like one of our pretty negative episodes in the early years. I think we're we were kind of like, what's what is this episode doing? I think Bart. That's like the first appearance of like Jerk Homer, where we're like, is this like why is Homer so mean? I think that's. I mean, obviously he gets over it by the end of it. He's like, oh, I was mean. But I don't know. Okay, Bob Next Door is a new number to 13 on our list, right above Day of the Jack and Apes, and right below Bark the General, season one. New number, let's see, new number 39, right above Golden Years Ranking, which is pretty good. Might be, is that a number one season 21 episode? Might be. I'm pretty sure. I can't think of anything that would come even close. I mean, pretty high up there. I mean, the next closest one is probably... I mean, there's a season 20 in the eeny teeny miny mo oh, oh brother where bart that was 265 looks like is the next one down yeah um which that's what that's where we're at where it's just like less it's a little big on season 21 for like people are telling me season 20 was gonna get better what's wrong what, why would you why are you lying to me um you can find this list at our website this is simpsonshow.com has links to everything we do online um our next episode the last episode of season 21 is judge me tender um, in this episode, Mo discovers his talent for judging in competitions. is invited to appear on American Idol. 
which this episode guest stars Simon Cowell, Randy Jackson, Rupert Murdoch, oh, Ryan dear. Seacrest, and Ellen DeGeneres. R- Rupert Murdoch <sighs> appears. Okay. Uh, that's next week. Uh, watch along with us if you'd like. Um, before we go, you can find me online. On all social media under my name, Robbie Dorman. My website is RobbieDorman.com. has links to everything I do online. You can buy my books, buy my horror novels. My most recent is The Other. It's my Exorcist Meets the Notebook uh, with a Lifetime of Love Challenged by an Evil from Hell itself. It's great. It's on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. Please go check it out. And all my books. They're all great. Because I wrote them. Of course, they're great. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is 100% true. However, I spend all of my time taking care of adorable little kittens, which you can see at Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram. Uh, you can see our uh, most adorable little man. He has graduated from rat to cat, so he no longer looks like a tiny little uh, rolled up rat. He has graduated full on cat form, and he's extremely mad about it and making everybody else's problem. So go check him out, and if you want to adopt an adorable, sweet, sometimes loud kitten in the next you know couple months or so in the central florida area you can have a little indie of your own they are cute i can't argue with it that's right i'm robbie and i'm matt anybody's up <laughs>